Hello, welcome to another Rich Change Let's Square Theatre podcast. My guest today is Jessica Nappett. Hey, there's a few more of these to do uh, before it's over, so why don't you come and see us live? Go to leicestersquaretheatre.com and you can book tickets for the remaining gigs, which are on Mondays in July, uh, or go to richchain.com slash gigs and you can see all the podcasts, plus all the previews I'm doing. Plus, I'm going to be doing the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm doing a show called Oh Frig, I'm 50, at the Pleasant's one at 7.30 every night at the Edinburgh Fringe. And I'm also doing three Edinburgh Fringe podcasts. That's right, three uh, and on the 4th, 11th and 18th of August. I thought those were Saturdays when I booked them because uh, I was going to do it in the afternoon. It's at 10 to 2 every day on the 4th, 11th and 18th. Uh, but they're Fridays, so I'm pretty screwed. So if you're in Edinburgh on a Friday, go to the Newtown Theatre or book ahead. If you go to richchain.com slash gigs and look in August, you can see all the details of how to book for those shows. They're selling quite well, so book ahead. Anyway, let's sit back and relax and enjoy Rich Tang's Let's Square Theatre podcast with Jessica Nappett. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has spent this afternoon clearing up some cat wee. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you very much. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, I was um, was down at uh, a Saturday Superstore. Uh, uh, it's uh, hanging around with Mike Reed and uh, not that one, the other one, and the one, in, the one who's still alive, the racist one, uh, and uh, the Calypso one. Uh, he calls it Rehearsalistabus. I don't, I don't know if that's. It's still running the Saturday Superstore. It doesn't. It's not. It was on TV, but then it, you know they didn't close it down just because it wasn't on TV anymore. It still goes. They still does it every weekend. And it's still the same kids. They're all grown up. It's quite tragic. So um, I have... My cat keeps weeing. It's terrible. And I like... My cat did a... We, the litter tray's in the bathroom now, which is good, because that's a tiled floor. But it wees you know, right underneath the cat litter tray, which is the worst. But I did a massive wee under the cat litter tray, and it smells so bad. Have you ever smelt cat wee, Dave? It's nasty, isn't it? And there's a really ammonia smell. And then I had to spend... Well, because my wife's pregnant, so she can't touch cat wee. It's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> And um, and so I had to spend all afternoon kind of tr- wipe, wiping it up and then moving the litter tray around, then lick, cleaning under. And now, even though I've had a shower and changed my clothes and everything's definitely cleaned up, all I can smell is cat wee. Can you smell cat wee, Dave? No. That's what I'm worried about. So uh, hopefully, if you smell cat wee, that's what it is, mate. I haven't, I haven't weed myself, and my weed doesn't smell of ammonia. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, lots of, uh, lots, of, lots of exciting news, hasn't there been? There's been lots of exciting news, and this will take a couple of weeks to go out. So God knows how many elections there will have been, <laughs> and who will be the Prime Minister by the time this goes out. It could be me. That's what I'm hoping. I think it's time to set up a new party and win at the moment. It's a very exciting time to be alive. I was going to do lots of jokes in the last uh, two weeks' podcast about the Tories uh, having a landslide and everything, the inevitability of that. So I'm glad I didn't now, because I look look clever (laughs) for not doing that. I I, I stayed up all night uh, drinking whiskey and eating pickled onions. Anyone else? (laughs) Anyway, we're going to crack straight on, I think. Uh, So my guest this week uh, is probably best known as the floor runner on Mischief Night. <laughs> Possibly night. Uh, and that's why we're all here to see it. Will you please welcome Jessica Nappett, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jessica Nappett. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, lovely to see you. Sit down, pull up a microphone. There's some water there. 
Can you smell cat wings? I, I can smell. Oh, you'd know if you could oh. smell it. It's such a horrible. Oh. Have you got cats? No. Ho- horrible. I mean, oh, I really hate my cat, and he's stupid. My nice cat died. I got put down. They always do. In, I... in 2016, she was one of the victims of 2016. My oh, nice God. Lino. I um I stroked my cat to death. Did you? Yeah, it was. Well, it was. I mean. I think it was dying anyway, but the the household now believe that I stroked it to death wow. and that's why it died. And my dad is a doctor and he stood over me while I stroked my cat as it was dying. Yeah. Just saying things like, um, the lungs are filling with fluid now. And uh, yes, no, the, the breathing will stop soon. That's the heart rate lowering significantly and then sonic died ah sonic and then my dad was concerned that we didn't have enough photographs of sonic to remember him by so he took several photos of the dead cat was it like in was it like in in victorian times what happened quite a lot when children died um, really? they um they couldn't afford they, you know their photography was so expensive they couldn't oh do it. so God. they would sort of pose Keep the, still. <laughs> they'd pose the dead, yeah, uh, and sort of prop them up and take photos of them. If you, this, you can check it out on the internet. Perhaps not the uh, best topic to discuss with so you. You have to Google <laughs> dead baby <laughs> yeah, babies dead, Victorian dead Victorian era. babies, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, I, I watched my... I watched Lino, my... I'm really my, hot. I'm going to take my cardio. It is hot out here. My God, you're pregnant. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you've made that assumption, Rich. <laughs> well, I worked with you quite recently, so I'm just doing the mathematics. And um... do you remember how that? We, yeah, we, we worked together. In fact, you were one of the first people that I told. You were. <laughs> because I was so. I just found. Well, I hadn't just found out, but I just had a scan to confirm it. Yeah. And then I had to go back on to set to work with Richard on his pilot that he's written. That's really good. And. Um, uh, and you were like, uh, you were talking about your kids, and you went, oh, never have kids. And I, <laughs> and I said, it's, it's too late. And then, and then you carried on talking, and I was like, I'm pregnant, Richard. And you were like, yeah, yeah, no, I got, I got that. I just, uh, I was just, carry, just carrying on my story. And I really wanted to like, I, I told someone, and I really wanted to talk about it. And you kind of just sort of. Swept it under the carpet yeah. like it wasn't happening. Yeah. No like one a... kids apart from mine are interesting. That's the thing. So uh, yeah. that's that's the as you'll discover it. when you're a parent. Right. That's, that's it'll it. only be your kids yeah, yeah. that'll be interested. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> they are great. My ones are. I don't know why I told you not to have kids. Well, I've only got I've only got one so far. But I'm guess the other one I've seen a picture of. He's still inside. Oh. But in the picture he's going. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'll show you a picture later. It's amazing. Either that or he's about to blow his brains out. I don't know. He's either going... Or he's going... (laughs) (laughs) So one of the two. Um, But, uh, yeah, I watched my cat, Lino. I saw the life ebb out of her eyes. It was the first... It's the first... Yeah. It's the first thing I've ever witnessed. I saw my first real human dead body last year. Oh, my God. And I haven't told this story. I probably won't tell it now. But, basically, we went to to America and... um, uh, we knew, like, one of my wife's relatives was quite ill, but it turned out it was a lot more ill than... Uh... <laughs> we were only there for a week, and... Uh... <laughs> no, wait, wait. I'll say... So, I'll say what? It was quite... I mean, you know, it was, it was quite an amusing story, but I... I um, he, 
the way you're describing died. it makes it sound like you didn't know she was she was in the room for a long time. <laughs> well, no, I was. It was, it was. It was. Uh, I can't tell the whole story because no. my uh, my. Uh, my wife's auntie might be listening and maybe upset about me. So I'm, I'm laughing out of embarrassment, Margaret. Uh, so uh, it's... Her husband, unfortunately, had cancer and died, but, um, oh but we kind of were called... Uh, like that, and we'd been having breakfast and said, oh, he's died, come to the hospital. And we came, we came to the hospital, me and my wife and my young child, and they, all, they were all just sort of standing around and said, come in, come in. And I thought, oh, you know, we'll, we'll go in. And we came in and, that, and he was just lying there on the bed. So I, I wasn't expecting that. And so he was... It was quite unpleasant. So uh, it was quite a surprise. That wasn't the funny bit. But no one told you that he was... No, we knew he was dead, but he'd he'd been dead for like a couple of hours, so I thought he'd have been spirited away somewhere or, you know, not lying on the bed. (laughs) So I wasn't Uh, expecting there to be a dead body in the room I walked into, is what I'm saying. That's that's the first human I saw dead. Yeah. At the age of, what, 48? So that's quite good. And then a little later, someone injected my cat with something that made us... Bang. It's a terrible year, wasn't it? Look into its eyes as it dies. Anyway, let's... Uh... <laughs> I, think it's a, I think we're off to a flying <laughs> <We> start. <laughs> I really want to tell the whole story about that thing. I've, really, I've, I've just told a little bit of it, and it's much worse than if I told the whole thing. Uh, but anyway, one day I'll write a play about it. It was fucking weird. Uh, and I was in Warsaw, Indiana, which is enough of a... Uh, in the heart of Trump territory, I had lunch with someone who um, was about to vote for Donald Trump. Oh... She was a bitch. Uh, so um, <laughs> she definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. So tell us about being the floor runner on Mischief Night. <laughs> I got really badly bullied in that programme, yeah. That, Pro- were... uh, film, yeah. So you're the runner? Was yeah, that, I, was was, a, I was a runner, yeah. I was really, really bad at my job. I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing, and no one really wanted to tell me. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, it was just one of those trials trial by fire sort of situations and um i actually end the best bit and it really was my favorite bit of the whole shoot was when i got third degree burns from the sunshine because i'd roll i was uh, i was very hot and i'd rolled up my jeans and this i actually got such bad sunburn that i had to go to hospital and they were like that is third degree burns and then i got to have two days off and then they were all really nice to me when i came back But um, now I got sort of, uh, yeah, I got marched off set at one point because I was just terrible. I mean, I was just terrible. What does a runner have to do, though? Make tea, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to help people. Yeah. (laughs) You weren't really into that. And I thought I was supposed to, I thought I was there for sort of morale boosting purposes. (laughs) And I wasn't. No. And they didn't like my attitude. (laughs) How old were you at this? It was quite. I think old. I was probably nineteen, okay. and they kind of. I, I was one of those people who I was. I thought I was better already than that job. Yeah. And I was at peak Bellend, basically. <laughs> at that point. And I was probably saying things like, "Yeah, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a director." And they were. They just hated me. I mean, it's just. It, I, I deserved it. Yeah. I was a, being a bell. They bullied me. How did they bully you? Well, it, it, it sort of... It's quite hard to explain yeah. because it wasn't... It was just little things like, they, you know, that everyone would pile off in the minibus without me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd be left 
loved, you know, on oh. location or whatever. And they'd be, or they'd be like, clear that up. And I was, there was definitely no way that it was something that I could do on my own. They'd set me tasks that were impossible for me to do on my own. So they'd set me up for a fall. Wow. But, Must you know. have been galling when Mischief Night went on to be the hit <laughs> film that we all know and love it. <laughs> <laughs> I begged for that job as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did they, do, have you taken, now if any of those people come to you and you know, now you're a big shot writer, <laughs> star, TV shot. star, you can now go, no, no, you can't be in my, that's what I want to do. I want to get successful. I can get Keith Allen to come to a casting for a really good part and then I'm going to go, yeah, you were really good. But because of Edinburgh 1987... <laughs> What you are he... not going to get I've the part. I've this. What did he, <laughs> he do uh, to he, he just sabotaged our show and, uh, and punched the theatre manager and then when we... and called our show shit even though we didn't watch it. He was right. Uh, and, uh, and then I went on TV the next week to d- defend myself and then he just bullied me again. Oh. On, but except on national TV. <laughs> until I nearly cried. So uh, <laughs> as a little t- 20-year-old... No, you were probably on drugs or something. I was doing that to him. He's going... <laughs> So, so since then, I'm going to get him back. Been, you've never been able to get your own back? No, I saw him on uh, Chancross Road the other day, and uh, he kind of looked at me. I think, he, I think he knows. I think he knows a storm is coming. Oh. <laughs> but I have to get really successful and write something amazing that he really wants to do, and then, no, you can't have it, and you'll go, oh, it's, it's a, all right, I've done okay. It's a slow revenge, it is. isn't it? Is the, the best revenge is best served by failing to do the thing you were trying to do, and then Keith Allen dying of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just having to take that as going, that's as long as I have living. Um, you are from Bingley in Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. Which is famous, of course. For... for what, do you think, what do you think it's famous for? The murderer. <laughs> is it famous for the murderer, it Richard? Is. Well, well, that is one of the things. It's interesting. I would have said for the Bradford and Bingley Building the Society. The Bingley Building Society is not there anymore. You know, it's a sad thing. It is a sad thing. Well, the Bradford and Bingley, I mean... And the yeah. Yorkshire Ripper isn't there anymore, is he? I bet, you know, he is. The two, <laughs> the two the, both of the good things about Bingley are not there anymore. <laughs> Well, the Bradford and Bingley, Yorkshire, yeah, the, the building society, it's yeah. very, very sad because all of the buildings sort of point towards it. <laughs> but like the whole, it's like the whole town was sort of built around right. the building society, the glorious building society, where everyone worked. Yeah. And now it's just an empty... Uh, Sainsbury's bought it, but couldn't be asked to build a supermarket <laughs> in there. So now... Now it's just an empty building that everyone knows has been sort of teasingly bought by Sainsbury's, and uh, there's nothing there's there's nothing to it, oh, and no. nobody has any jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so Apart both things are quite me. bad. What is the tallest building in Bingley? Well, I would have said the Bradford and Bingley, yeah, it sounds like Bradford it and Bingley Building Society. Uh, not in, it's not in Bingley, the Shipley Clock Tower. Um, I couldn't find this out, so I was hoping you would know. Usually, I, I'm asked. This is my new question. I'm asking everyone about their hometown to see if um, they really are from where they said they were from. No, I think seems like she is, though, right? For all the Yorkshire I would not Ripper make it up. There was quite a lot of other murders as well in Bingley, which is surprising for a little place. Who I don't know. No, about I looked the up online. One. I can't remember. There was some. Um, there was a guy who was four foot seven. Who was a, quite a local character who was murdered. 
Uh, I remember. And there was another... Someone started a killing spree <laughs> in Bingley. Someone else. But, you know, he's been overshadowed by oh, yeah, no, the actually, Yorkshire Ripper. You have to really someone go... Was... So if you're going from Bingley, you have to really go some to become the most famous murderer from Bingley. Yeah, don't... Just don't pick a fight with someone from Bingley. <laughs> That's why it's true. It's, it's in our blood. Yeah, no, someone, I think someone was chucked down the stairs right. in a nightclub yeah. once. and uh, it's, it's horrible... There are uh, some nice things about being it's horrible, it's a horrible so place. I'm from uh, you're from the east. I'm from you're from the west riding of Yorkshire. Yeah, and I'm from the east riding of Yorkshire. So we are natural enemies. Are we? Yes. <laughs> that that famous east versus Don't west bring riding your of Yorkshire. East right. riding attitude over here. I'm Herring. from Pocklington, and no one was ever murdered there. You're a, are you, are you a, what do you call people from Pocklington? Cool, they're cool. They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> cool. Legends. Not murder. Not serial killers. <laughs> That's I bet they, you've got some serial killers in I the East so. Riding. <laughs> I don't think the Yorkshire Ripper just kept to the West Riding anyway. No, no, he didn't. He spread it around. That's yeah. why I'm annoyed with him. If he'd, if he'd only killed people in Bingley, who would have cared? Hey, <laughs> you leave Bingley alone. I will, I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't Bingley's I like such a funny name for a place. <laughs> I talked about Bing last week, and that's, uh, that's why it's, it's named after someone called Bing, Bingley. That's the medieval... Lord Bing. No, there was the bit, it means Bing, Bing's Crossing or something. It means something like that. Oh, but right. Bing is like a children's uh, TV, CBBC character. So I imagine, like, Bing lives in Bingley, and it's a nice... Um, Bradford and Bingley. And you know, Bradford and Bingley. That's when you remember that? And uh, hey, remember that? Remember Bradford and Bingley? Um, hello, Mr. Bradford. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. Bingley. Bingley. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Peter yeah. Kay. <laughs> Peter Kay career. Remember it? Yep. Good, wasn't it? Remember... <laughs> Remember Yorkshire Ripper? <laughs> Not so good. That's why Peter Kay knows where to draw. He remembers. I don't have any filter on the things I remember. If it's just, hello, Mr. Bradford, everyone. Oh, and, and the Yorkshire Ripper, remember, with his little knee pads on? <laughs> it's customised cardigan. That's why, I, that's why I'm not successful. As, uh, as, that's the only reason. You... Let's move on. So, um, you, of course, uh, with uh, Drifters, is, is, uh, is slightly based on your actual student days, is it fair to say? Yeah. So you did lots of, you drifted around and did lots of these jobs, the promotional jobs that... Yeah, sort of, yeah, student and a bit afterwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of just um, based on, yeah, that, that, that period of failure in my life. <laughs> Kind of, but that just... everyone sort of goes through. Yeah, it's promotional. You know, me. And, I remember me sitting on with students for, for one day only. We went to a, a. I can't remember if we asked them or they asked us, but there was a costume shop in Oxford, and they said, "Will you go and hand out some leaflets?" And we had to choose a costume to dress up. So, if anyone in 1989 <laughs> saw the Mad Hatter and a gorilla walking around Oxford. <laughs> Handing out leaflets, that was me and Stuart Lee. But you did similar sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was surprisingly lucrative because all you had to do was put on a stupid costume, which I didn't really mind doing. Apart from there was the darkest, the darkest tale from my promotional (laughs) days was when actually. It's going to be it's going to end up like your uh, <laughs> dying man story. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um well it no what what happened was I I was I was working for um a, like a a betting 
uh, company. Like it was, you know, like gambling. I was promoting gambling, <laughs> and I had a I had a T-shirt that said "Stop and play with me" <laughs> on it. And guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and basically, we were like we were all outside Aintree, right. and it was just you know and everyone was rolling out drunk just these like lashed bit like with bright red faces and bald heads and then just this girl standing in front of them saying stop and play with me and i just i mean i got i what they what they my boss had said to me was don't lose any bits of your costume because you will be charged and i had a cap and like you know a bat a satchel or whatever and these guys just started stripping me <laughs> <laughs> off my clothes right. and they, they didn't get as far as the t-shirt but they got my cap yeah. and they ran off with it and I, I was running after them give me my cap back thinking it's 10 pounds that cap <laughs> yeah. and uh i got the police involved right. and i came back and i was weeping and i said to the woman those guys just stole my cap but i've got it back now and it was really <laughs> awful she was like, right, okay, um, do you want to work tomorrow? Um, Ten <laughs> till five. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Because it was a hundred quid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was sort of desperate times, but uh, you just do what you just do what you got to do for money, don't you, really? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. You just dress up in whatever <laughs> you're told to dress. I did draw the line at, um, They just, there was one time where they phoned me up and they were like, um, it's a really well-paid job. Um, this chest is, is going to be sort of 200 250 pounds per day i was like get in and then she said what uh what the costume was she said, right yeah it's um well you won't really need to bring much just sort of your underwear really and um uh then we've got sort of it's uh well it's a it's a bunny rabbit uh ears on your on your head and just a bunny rabbit tail and that's sort of it, really. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dress as a Playboy bunny, for two, even for £200. No one wants to see that. But that's the sort of, you know, yeah. I, did, I, did have a, I did have boundaries. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, and, uh, well, there was a, I read you were, like, selling coffee machines and, and taking the milk home with you. Yeah, that was the thing yeah. that I did. I promoted a coffee machine. I can't remember what it was called now. Like an espresso, t- like one of those things yeah. with the with the capsules in it, yeah. in John Lewis, and I actually burnt a child, <laughs> and that um, resulted in my being fired. <laughs> yeah, I think once you burn a child. Well, they asked for it. They actually did ask for it. I mean, they literally <laughs> asked for it. They asked for a we hot burnt. chocolate, okay. which could be provided by the machine, and I was happy to demonstrate. Then the mother went off, and then. When she came back, I ha- handed the hot chocolate to the child. Of course, children have very sensitive hands, don't they? <laughs> and the child dropped the hot yeah, chocolate and it went all sense. over them and then they were burnt. <laughs> but, you know, that, yeah, it was my fault. Yeah. And, they, um, are, but yeah, they, stole, are they all right now or are they, they no, scarred they, for Everything life? was fine, okay. but because, you know, they, they handled it by getting rid of me. <laughs> And then the yeah, so the other the other advantage of that coffee machine was that yeah, it came with little milk sachets yeah. that I could take home and put on my cereal. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you when you're sort of just living off the dregs of your overdraft, yeah, and you've got you just you're eating out of 
you know, cans and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, but it's very hard to leave that behind. I've talked, I think I've talked about this before. There are people, like, who are very rich and successful who will take empty, even if you're in a dressing room now, and oh, yeah. there's, you know, handkerchief, like the tissues and sweets, and yeah. they just empty the lot into their bags. I think I am one of those. Are you still one of those? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand it, because you start, you know, you just all start think, off, You don't know when it's going to go. You don't know when it's going to go, and you start off needing to do that. I used to steal everything I could steal from everywhere, because I had nothing... But are you so, like a are you like an ashtray thief? Um, not I mean, well. How I didn't ever smoke, so I didn't really take ashtrays. But I would take like if I, when we went to early parties at BBC Light like, Entertainment, I would um, there was you know, bottles of wine there for everyone. I would like put my I would put a bottle of wine up my sleeve and walk away with it. I, I, yeah, did, yeah. I pretty much did that at every party I went to. Yeah, I've been caught yeah. Clank- yeah, I've been... <laughs> clanking out of parties before. With and I've still got loads of stationery from the BBC Light like, Entertainment Department. I've still got loads of really old files from night, probably from about 1965 that I stole that were empty and it still uses files. I've got a lot of a lot of pencils and pens <laughs> from um, studios across yeah. Soho. <laughs> it's good. So you know, because you, ne- you never know. Well, you never know when, when your luck's going to run out. Yeah. So you got to keep stealing the pencils. And also, free stuff in it. So you know, that's. But it's not nice when you have to. You know, when you have to do it, it's uh, more excusable. Um, you had to choose between a sandwich or tampons as well. Would you? I thought you this was no going to be one of your. Um, oh, no, no, it, it might be. Question. It might become one of my new ones. I'm definitely <laughs> going to ask uh, Adam Buxton then. <laughs> I'll make a note so I don't forget. Yeah, I did. That was... Uh... <laughs> and what I want to know is, I'm not sure which you chose. So yeah, I, no. if I was going to choose, I would choose a sandwich because you can use that as a tampon as well. <laughs> but you cannot use a tampon as a sandwich. You have not had a period, Richard, have you? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I actually, I think this is one of those questions that comes up a lot, actually, because I said it somewhere and people keep asking me about it. And I think my answer changes every time because I, can, I now can't remember what the real answer is. But I think, no, I think, uh, I think pretty sure I did choose the sandwich. Yeah. And, because uh, it was cheaper. Right. <laughs> And um, I just sort of held on. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You brought it up. I did. I'm sorry. It's entirely my yeah. fault. Um, anyway, let's, let's, I'll, I'll ask a couple of emer- a proper emergency questions from oh, the new God. emergency question book available from gofasterstripe.com. If you want to get a first edition, you have to be quick. They're selling very fast. And we might do a reprint. That's how well it's going. These people are crazy. Uh, so, uh, where, question 85. Where do you stand on transubstantiation? Transubstantiation. Yes, which is, as you know, is uh, the belief that Jesus' body and uh, blood, when you have the, when you have uh, the bread and wine, yeah. in a Catholic church, the Catholics believe it literally becomes Jesus' body and blood in their mouth. Whereas the Protestants, Protestants just think it's a metaphor yeah. for vampirism. Um, my so, stance on transubstantiation, yeah. Richard, is a Protestant stance. Is it? I went to a Methodist school. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's all very metaphorical for yes. me. And um, why do you think Jesus <laughs> didn't just clarify what he meant? Because he must have known what was going to happen, because he's God and can see the future. So he knew this was going to be a big issue, and he just went, yeah. You decide. You, and a little you. grin on his face. 
That'll create that'll create a few little wars and murders and divisions. It's weird, isn't it? It's yeah. almost as if he doesn't really exist. Because if <laughs> he did exist, <laughs> we'd know. He, he did well. <laughs> Some people don't think he did exist, but I think he did. Uh, question three hundred thirty-three: What is the worst Adam Sandler film, in your opinion? <laughs> To watch the work of Adam Sandler. I mean, I you want to be careful because really. you might end up working with him. So you know, you, and he might listen to this podcast. I've given yeah. up on uh, working on that with Adam Sandler. I'm just going to say any Adam Sandler film that pops into my head. Yeah. Is it an Adam Sandler film? The Water Boy. Yes, it is. That's quite. That, that, to be fair, that's quite a good one. Well, that's why I can compared remember Compared to it. the fucking shit <laughs> that was to come. I've been watching quite a few of them, and I can't even remember what they were. I watched. I, I over. I had a weekend off for the first time for a long time. I was very tired, and I watched three Adam Sandler films. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> on Netflix and I can't even remember what they were now do you hate Adam Sandler? I do yeah why would you do that? because I, I find it absolutely fascinating do you like I think, well I think he's I think, I think he's very interesting um, in that I think he's quite talented but the choices he's made are very um, you know they're, they're, it's all about the money I think and they're not very good artistic choices and they're not even very good as just knockabout I don't mind knock about rubbish, stupid, bawdy films, but they're not even very good as... as How do you know that he's not making sort of um, low-budget, independent, student films? Because I search out every single thing he does. They're all on Netflix, and uh, he isn't. Apart from Punch Drunk Love. That's the only thing he did that had any worth. I can't believe you'd watch three films by someone you hate. I can't remember. The one was called uh, something Sandy Wexler. Anyone seen that one? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think there's much crossover between me and... You should watch more Adam Sandler films. Uh, you've got to watch uh, The Cobbler is the one you've got to watch. <laughs> that, that's what you to start with. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and The Cobbler are my two suggestions okay. for very poor Adam Sandler films. <laughs> there was quite a good one called The Longest Yard. Anyone see that one? Yeah. That was actually quite good. So, you know, I take it back. Um, have you ever been brainwashed? <laughs> Oh, that's such a good question. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you don't. You wouldn't know. <laughs> don't would you? know, do I? Well, you'd know if you'd been brainwashed, and then you know you had been unbrainwashed. Um, but if you, you know, but do we know who? Who's I'm trying to, say? to think if I've even come close. Did you ever like the? Did you ever have those people saying we'll do a personality test on you? I'm not saying they're brainwashers. Those that particular cult uh, of maniacs. Uh, but and then they say, come into this room. I'm too scared to go yeah. into that room. Yeah. No, me too. I, was I think always... I think I could be very easily brainwashed. I'm, I'm... When we were about, to, I've just remembered when we were about just first came to London about about 1991 so about 24 we went to the Raelian society something like that which was a, they believed that God was an alien and they had this uh, there was a guy in France called Raelian someone just whooped anyway, any, any Raelians in and they had an open meeting so it was basically a cult they had an open meeting it was a lot of bald middle aged men and a few teenage girls <laughs> Any say. aliens? <laughs> they didn't. Well, they might have been, and they talked. They had us. We asked some questions, and you know, took the piss a little bit, and sniggered. And then there came a point where they said, "Now you have to leave." And then something else was going to happen involving the middle-aged men and the the young women. So you know, I went back the next week, and uh, <laughs> so there, there was a, it was a, it was very odd. I don't know if they've been proven correct or not yet uh, with the right. Is it the right aliens? Have I got that right? Anyone know? Usually my someone lunatic definitely. fan. Someone cheered. 
Aralians. Aralians. Yeah. Aralians. Yeah, it's very different. Mine was the re-aliens. <laughs> the real aliens, that's what it was. <laughs> that's how we went. Let's ask some more questions about Jessica Nappet. That's okay. a crazy name. Um, do lots of people call you Jessica Rabbit, first of all? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had, I've, I had this yeah. at school. Yeah. I, was called, I was called Rabbit, and I was telling a friend, oh, you know, he was like, have you got any nicknames? And I said, yeah, Rabbit. And he went, oh, he's like, because you've got big teeth and big ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because my name sounds like Jessica Rabbit, isn't it? But yes, yeah. now, I, now I see. <laughs> The error of my ways. It works on two levels. It does. No, I don't think that's fair. Um, <laughs> it does, no. no, no. Um, you, so you sort of came to comedy via a sketch group at university. Yeah. Is that a lady garden? Yeah. Which was six... Six, six whole women, women in one sketch group. Trying that's to fit like in 12, one... That's 12 usual sketch groups worth of women. I know. <laughs> It was a disaster. Yeah. Well, it's like it was. Yeah, it was. We couldn't even fit in a car. <laughs> it was absolute nonsense. What a terrible idea! No, it was great. I well, I kind of, I kind of loved it. And then um, they just got to a point where one of us had to go, and it was right. me. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of a lot of you've got on to be successful. It was it was there was. Have the, uh, is everyone working in the business still, or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, one of them's a teacher now. Right. Okay. She's the happiest one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we're all we're all still. Yeah, three of them are, are in a sketch group called Birthday Girls. Yeah, yeah. They're, so that's they're still going live, and uh, and I'm doing this. Yes. And Eleanor's here somewhere. My best friend. <laughs> yes. She's also doing writing and things yeah everyone's sort of yeah everyone's doing their own thing and so did you go to edinburgh with that or was that the route yeah we did uh three edinburgh's yeah we sort of started at uni and uh then we just i mean i didn't really know what was going on i didn't know what edinburgh was i just sort of went along with it right. and then by the end of the summer we had an agent and <laughs> this deal from the bbc I was like, well, I'm made now. <laughs> and then that's when I uh, obviously really started doing the promotional work. Once, it, once you start, when, once you decide to become an actor, that's really when you get your proper yeah. um, part-time work coming in from other sources. But it's quite difficult to get discovered in Edinburgh now. And this would have been, what, mid-2000s or some, somewhere around 2009. Nine, no, yeah. late 2000s. So it's very, it's very difficult to, you know, there's so many, so much. When I first went to Edinburgh, and in fact, we're talking Paul, Paul Merton, who's on last week, when he first went to Edinburgh, I think there were two comedy shows. Uh, so, because <laughs> in his autobiography, he talks about how there were six, there were three, two lots of three comedians. It can't be quite true, but doing two comedy shows, and he didn't get invited on the radio show. Someone said, <laughs> oh, you'll get on Pick of the Fridge because there's only six comedians. And he didn't get on, and, a, and someone on Radio 4 said, you don't have a Radio 4 voice to him, is what they said. So not that he's harboured that as a grudge and made that his... <laughs> but I mean, fuck that guy. I mean, fuck that guy who said that to Pullman, who was, as it turned out, quite wrong. Uh, but literally, like, two... And when I went up, there was maybe 30 comedy shows. And yeah. so, like, everybody got seen, and there was a good chance if you did uh. something quite interesting that something might happen with it. Yeah, but like by the time you went up, so to get to get an eight to get day. Yeah, 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 to get agents and and interest in TV yeah. straight away. Well, I think we were. I mean, obviously, I had my contacts from being floor runner on Mischief Night. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> no, we we were like uh I suppose it was kind of it was kind of rare for there to be six women in a sketch group. No yeah. no one had really seen that before. Yes. We didn't realise quite how unusual it was for women to be doing comedy <laughs> until we got there. So people were quite excited about that, I think. Yeah. And then we were actually all right. Yes. And it's a good I think Lady Garden's a very good name for a sketch group. Of women, it'd be a terrible one for a load of men. To... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a different sketch group. Uh, sketch group of little blokes who've buried late women in a garden. <laughs> That's a very different one. <laughs> it's a different type of sketch. That's a Bingley garden. It is. A... One. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been all that the Yorkshire <laughs> was aiming for, and he did just took the wrong course. Oh, uh, so um, no, uh, <laughs> but no, it's good. It's like, you know that's 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 amazing. And then from that, what had was the in betweeners movie the the big break, or was there anything in between that? that... Yeah. Well, they, there was a bit of stuff, but not yeah, nothing yeah. really. So major, how did you get into the in betweeners movie <laughs> with Joe Thomas from last yeah. week? Um, I just auditioned for it. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. They just make you audition for things, and then uh, hopefully you get it. I don't know. I it was um, one of those things where they didn't really know what they wanted, and they sort of said, "We don't. We haven't really. We don't really know what we want you to do." And then I looked at the script, and it was like, "Well, not talk clearly, because there aren't any lines here." <laughs> so. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I went in, I remember sort of flattering the producers because they'd just won a comedy award. Yes. Said, congratulations on your comedy award. And they were like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And then I knew I was in. I think it's a good time. I've, I've sat on both sides of the, the audition table and uh, just definitely when you go in, Say to the writer, this is really good. I know. And I Why like does no all one the do stuff that? And the writer will go, ah! And uh, you'll get the part. That's my, that's my advice. Did I do that <laughs> with you? you? I don't think you did. You, you auditioned on tape. You wouldn't oh, yeah. even come into the same room as us. That was, I was on my honeymoon. I know, that's fair enough. Fair. <laughs> well, I think you should have got the script, said, this is over, I've got to go to England. Do this ten-minute taster of something that may never Herring get made. Harry has summoned me. <laughs> yeah, it was a shit honeymoon, anyway. To be honest, <laughs> my husband is here. He will agree. Is it true <laughs> that your husband is a, a professional air guitarist? Is that really true? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he does do other things. I don't. I'm trying to become a professional self-playing snookerist. I thought I was an idiot, but that is... Honestly, if you can find enough people who will <laughs> join, join yeah. in. I mean, yeah, he's, met, like, he's made a life out of air guitar. I'm, yeah. I'm not joking. Okay. He is... Um, okay. He, I mean, he's written a book about it. Okay. He hosts the World Air Guitar Championships. Does he hold a, like, a tennis racket when he's air guitaring, or is it a completely invisible air guitar that he uses? It's completely mixture. invisible. Okay, good. I was just checking because I wouldn't want... If you'd married someone who had a tennis racket doing that, I'd have said, come on, you've got it. That's a sad come case. On, you've got it. That's... This is silly now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so... it's true. I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. It's glorious. Yeah. It's no, it's, glorious. Re it's really fun. I've been to the World Air Guitar Championship. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, I've seen, I've watched. That's why I heard you, hung, you were hanging around there every year hoping to bag yourself a famous air guitarist and finally one bit. 
Well, one uh, who liked rabbity looking women. <laughs> I'll have you know, actually, Richard, that yes. it's quite it's uh, quite competitive to become what is known as an air mattress. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But to marry one. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys usually don't settle down. They don't need to settle down. It's very nice. You wrote a lovely article about it in The Guardian about that. Yeah. About falling in love. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because he turned up on my doorstep. That really was true. Yeah. It was uh, was like a rom-com. I was was kind of, I was rent, shall I tell the story? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Um, I was renting a flat from a mutual friend and there we had a spare room and he sent me this email saying, you know, um, my friend Dan's coming to London. Is it all right if he stays in the spare room? And I just thought, this guy's going to be a bell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone staying in my flat. It's going to be weird. And then he turned up and, you know, he was hot. <laughs> And he didn't have to stay in the spare room, as it happened. <laughs> Not for long. Um, but it was it was kind of... I was really... Became quite very very quickly quite obsessed with him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually constructed situations for us to hang out in <laughs> to, that seemed casual. So I sort of hurriedly put together nights out so that I could invite him along. Oh. But he did, I mean, but then he also invited me out for dinner. We ended up having dinner with a producer friend of mine and Harry Enfield. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is a weird date. But, um, yeah, anyway. You've always got to bring Harry Enfield along <laughs> to an early date, just so <laughs> Harry can tell. This is the Cupid, yeah. <laughs> and if it's not going well, he can just do some of his characters and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Only me, is that... <laughs> did you once you he wasn't sleeping in the spare room anymore did you try and sublet the spare room again to someone else and then what if you had and then you liked the other guy more there's a sitcom for you (laughs) (laughs) just the key form coming in god yeah that's a yeah I should have really thought about I mean I wasn't really I wasn't um I wasn't really maximising the potential of that spare room. I'd have been worried about the spare room all the time. No, then, well, the the slight uh, problem was that he lived in Los Angeles. Yes. So I thought, well, this is never going to happen. And then he said, come to Los Angeles. And then I actually did, and then I didn't leave. (laughs) So I thought I'd just go for a few days, and then I stayed for three weeks. And then I married the guy. That's nice. Turn up on my doorstep, I will marry you. That's how it goes. <laughs> and not only married, you've definitely had sex at least once. We have had intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> I spotted it. That's my favourite. Kevin Eldon's stand-up. I spot, the actor Kevin Eldon, when he did stand-up, he, he did a joke about uh, whenever he sees a pregnant woman. He did playing a nerdy character or something, as he would. I think it was Norm from the Twix adverts. Uh, and uh, he, uh, uh, he goes, ah, ha, ha, you've had sex every time he sees a, a pregnant woman. 
It's my favourite Kevin Eldon joke of, of many. Um, oh, that's, that's so. Yeah, you. Were, I've heard your husband. who was doing the reading. Was it your husband doing when you sent your audition tape in? Was he playing the other parts on the audition tape? Yeah. Because there was a there was a, what was the line that he could, oh, there was no. a line that I nearly wanted to cast him as. We got Noel Fielding to play this genie character, but I wanted your husband because he. Oh, it's about it David was, Koresh. He didn't. I know he's he an American. He didn't know. know. They clearly didn't know who David Koresh. He kept, was. I know it was really annoying me too. <laughs> Because <laughs> the, the line was, all right, David Koresh. Yeah. And he kept going, all right, David <laughs> Koresh. Yeah. Like, like he was some software on a phone reading that. Are you sure it's real? Is that... Can't perform with this. All right, David. <laughs> Honestly, I, that was my favourite bit of the audition. That's why you got the part. I was just hoping I'd meet him and get him to say that a few more times. Poor Dan, he's here. Yeah, well, I'll meet him later, I'll get him to say it. I don't know where. Well, we'll talk briefly about... Uh, the, the, we, there's no real proper news on this sitcom yet, which, was, uh, which uh, I wrote about alternate universes. The irony is there's a universe where it's being made right now. Hey. <laughs> and, um, uh, but it might get made. I've got to write... I had a meeting, I had a meeting the day after the election... Uh, with the, the new head of comedy at Channel 4, who's making the decision. And I've been up all night drinking whiskey and eating pickled onions, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't the best way to go into me. And then you have to then explain to people where this idea where will go. Where the smell is coming where from. smell. <laughs> they go, is that cat? Well, you said, not yet, that's next week. And then... <laughs> that's just my natural aroma. Um, and my natural but somewhere, ammonia. there's a universe where this room doesn't smell of whiskey and pickled onions. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to explain it all, and then they went, yeah, we don't really understand it. Can you write another script? So we'll find out eventually whether... Because, you know... I don't think writing another script's going to clear it up. I think it is. (laughs) Uh, But we'll see. So it might still... I hope it will happen. I think it's good. It's brilliant. Um, You're one of the rare people who've seen it, because you were in it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's incredible. And it's it's sort of an adventure comedy. It's kind of romantic. It's funny and it's uh, there's a little bit of horror in yeah, there, there is. and it's got dinosaur in it yes and you get the, the people on the internet who we were discussing backstage will like that bit because there's a bit where a dinosaur basically dribbles all over your face so you can uh, you know yes. you can cut out the dinosaur bits yeah and... that's that's a lovely yeah. thought Richard <laughs> What a, yeah, That's no, no the, one was thinking that when they were <laughs> flicking uh, gelatin at my face when we were filming it, were they? I wasn't there that day. That's why I'm glad they filmed. I said, "Can you make sure you film that bit?" And we'll have to stick it in somehow. We'll write something to make that scene make sense. Yeah, I noticed that you didn't turn up <laughs> on the day that we were shooting outside in the freezing cold. Yeah, you were like you were very sort of hands off that day. I was. You were like, I'm just going to leave you guys to it because I trust you, <laughs> and I don't want to get cold. I got, I'd got, I'd got ill. I was, I was ill that weekend. Oh, right. I was ill. I was in the first. There's two days of filming. This ten minute thing, and I was playing a man in the background who uh, complains about lamb's feet. Yes, you were very uh, good. Thank you. <laughs> they cut one of my two lines out of the taste day when I wasn't there, and I explained, I explained to them the second one doesn't work unless you do the first one. But they don't care. Uh, and uh, and then I had some. Well, you'll find out with this thing when it comes out. They just give you diseases all the time. I was ill oh, for gosh. like the next six weeks. I was really badly ill and I had to go on tour. It's awful. You can't stop. Oh, I can't. I hope I, I mean, I hope I die. That's <laughs> why I, I hope I die before my second child is born because 
I can't go can't through it all again. I can't that go through all again. Flu. Not sleeping. Oh. You're ill. Yeah. They, you know, they, I mean, they, they shit. I think cats are bad. They shit. They shit. These babies shit just, they shit themselves. They're not even ashamed. And I think the boy ones just wee in your face. They like them wee in your face. I'm not having a boy well, one. Well, you're lucky. I'm having a woman. <laughs> you're having a woman. Yeah. Fully grown. Yeah. Benjamin so. Button. <laughs> They're not. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's. It's a wonderful journey you're going on of 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 not sleeping and. I can't even think about it because I mean you don't even really think about motherhood because you've got to think about all the you know the horror of pregnancy really <laughs> and giving birth and you know you just don't even you, you brain can't even get into that yeah. yet. I mean I probably should <laughs> try and think about it at some point because it is going to happen. Yeah. But um, I don't well, know. I just keep I I keep worrying about little things like how will I know my waters have broken and it's not just sweat, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Yeah, I think the waters breaking is a massive part of it. I think they make a big thing, and in dramas they make a big thing of the waters breaking, but it's not like a big deal. I don't think it doesn't always exactly happen. I don't think. I don't want to get advice about this from you. Yeah, <laughs> I've been through it. I can tell you all about it. Don't have. <laughs> Don't have the gas in air. Make sure you have something stronger than that. Yeah. There's a thing, there's a pipe in the wall. I'm so, I was saying backstage, but I, I never take drugs. I've hardly ever taken drugs. And the, the only good thing about the two or three hours I'm sitting around waiting for things to kick off. You, you know, my wife got proper drugs and was having a lovely time. Oh, good. Well, that's what uh, I'm going to do. Yeah. And then um, I was just sucking this stuff out of the wall. It's in the wall. <laughs> Like, but, and I thought, you know, I don't take drugs, this is really going to hit me. And it literally did nothing. It did not put, not put me in the mood to pass a bowling ball out of my anus. I'm telling that right now. This is it. People keep saying to me, you know, it's all very natural. <laughs> and, you know, it's natural for that size thing to be down there. <laughs> and I just keep thinking, if that was true, yeah. then why didn't they make dicks bigger? <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> <Or> vaginas. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be the way around. It's uh, it's horrific. I won't I won't dwell on it. I'll give you my a copy of Happy Now where I descri- describe. <laughs> Actually, that then in Happy Now, the way I that my other I think this is my cat my dead. I'm glad my other she's dead. That fucking lino. Because on the day my daughter was born, I went downstairs to get my gla- my a glass of water for my wife, and that cat had done a shit outside the litter tray, and in the dark I'd missed it, and I stepped in cat shit. And then I dragged it back up to the bed. I, w- I went back to oh. bed when my wife was in the bath. I thought, you know, can't do anything, can I? Uh, so I thought I'd get some sleep so I'd be ready for the birth. And then I rolled around in cat shit. And then I was covered in shit. And then uh, that's the abiding memory of the birth of my daughter, is the smell <laughs> of cat shit, which I couldn't get out of my nostrils. So buy Happy Now from GoFastStroke.com. <laughs> find that story. So that Is probably that... won't happen to you. No, <laughs> well, I don't have a cat, a, so, a, yeah, as we know. That's quite a specific thing, but the rest of it was bad as well. It was awful. The whole oh, thing's God, awful. God, shut up. It's the least natural thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just going to take all the drugs. Yeah, have the drugs. And then and... if it doesn't come out, <laughs> yeah. then I'll have it cut out. Oh, What? We've got to talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's an option. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> I won't remember it. No one remembers it, do they? I think my wife does. My wife. Oh, fuck. 
she remembers the two hours before she got the epidural. So I can. Oh, yeah, I'm, don't I don't know. Let's not think about it. Let's not think about it. It probably won't happen. There's no, there's, no, there's no point in worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, right? Don't waste your time. Cheer up, love. That was the equivalent of cheer up, love. It might never happen. Yeah. It might just be a really big fart. That's, that's, that'd be embarrassing if you got there and that's all it was. It could be a hysterical pregnancy. That's the thing. Catherine of Aragon had loads of those. I know. <laughs> Funny, not that funny, you'd think, for an hysterical, hysterical pregnancy. It's a, it's a misnamed well, I, thing. I don't hear anyone laughing, Catherine. That might be what this is. I'm waiting for this to come out. My daughter um, was, uh, under, understands as a baby and my wife, and she was saying... Um, then we were talking to them and she said, yes, I saw, she looks through, she thinks she can see him through my wife's belly button. Idiot. Yeah, she's fair. She's a fool. She's a fool. She's a fool. Uh, How old is she? Uh, 28 years old, that's the thing. <laughs> 28. She's 28 years old. And, you know, she should be if I was a normal person. Uh, but she's, she's two and a bit. She's so, Still she loves her mum. She loves she, she, your, your daughter will love you. I think there's a point where it turn, I'm hoping there's a point where it changes over, and I will get some love. If I oh, if I kiss no. my daughter, she says yuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being, it's like dating again. She completely sees through me. Oh, yeah, how yuck. did you deal with it the first time? <laughs> I, I just I was I had to go over there. Now I have to stay with this one. Is I'm not allowed to leave. <laughs> Um, she's, she's, and I think she's got it. She's got quite a good sense of humour. I think well, I'm, I'm training her up to be a comedian. But I think yeah. she's going to be funny. Today she was putting the jigsaw pieces in the wrong place on purpose and then laughing. Ah, that's that's quite subtle humour. Sneaky humor. little bitch. <laughs> I go, that's wrong. And she goes, no, it goes there. <laughs> Clever joke. <laughs> uh, she kind of like. She sometimes forgets she doesn't like me and and has a nice time with it when she's thinking about it. She, she remembers yeah. she doesn't. Like it's a terrible thing. You trained as a masseuse. Oh my god! I don't understand what what and what you made to get out of being a masseuse. I don't understand what the relationship is. No, well, I don't understand the pleasure of it. Really? Yeah, because I, you know, well, I, you don't go for massages. I do, but I don't. I find them uncomfortable and weird. And then, you know, I'd prefer if they wank me off at the end. <laughs> and that is never part of it. If they're going to touch me... Well, not, not well, never, Richard, not never. How many people, when, you, when you're a masseuse, uh, you know, uh, there's the unspoken expectation of the end of the race? Well, this is... I mean, I <laughs> trained as a masseuse before I realised how dangerous it was to be a masseuse. Right. <laughs> and then once I'd... Once I qualified, and by the way, this is massively exaggerated because all I did was like, I did a diploma in Indian head massage. <laughs> right, okay. I've got a diploma well, in see, head. That's, that's the kind of massage that I'd be definitely going in there. And <laughs> what's going yeah. on? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I actually did it because I graduated university with an English and drama degree and then thought, I can't use this for anything. 
in like in the short term this is not going to get me a job so i did a weekend course <laughs> in indian head massage yeah and then all i did was um i i sort of looked into where i might be able to practice <laughs> yeah. and it was like you know just in people's homes <laughs> right so what you can do is just go into people's houses who you don't know and offer them a massage <laughs> and ask them for some money and hope they don't kill you <laughs> In Bingley. <laughs> so I quit. Yeah. No, no. I don't, it, it never... It, you never I, got but, that but, uh, but I did, yeah, so I, you know, I can still do it. What is the pleasure it. of a... I don't like... I don't what? like... I, don't, I think it's weird being massaged. I'm just like thinking, why are they doing it? No, it's... Leave me uh, alone. Get off me. Well, you, Get off you me. need to let go. You need to just... <laughs> I'm very tense. Is it that you're worried about getting a boner? No, not... I mean, partly, but not really. I just don't understand what's, meant to, what's the pleasure meant to be. I'm because not worried it would be nice to get one at my age. You've got a... I mean, do you not... I mean, that says to me that Someone you don't understand you. the the pleasure of touch at all. I well, I like... <laughs> I mean, not you to be understand touched. I don't that, but I like being touched by people I'm in love with. But I don't want to be touched by some stranger. Yeah, right. So you've got to be. You've got to pretend that you're in love with yeah. them first. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a combo. By the end, I usually am in love with them, and then they walk out and go away. So that's what this is about. <laughs> that is just rude. He just pointed at his penis, everybody. <laughs> Who's not here? I'm just listening. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to tell no. you. Okay. I think you need to just um, chill out. I just find it. I, I, it makes me feel awkward. I just feel. I, don't, I feel embarrassed for the yeah, first time. I also, they're having to touch my raddled body. I feel awkward for them. They don't can't be enjoying that. They don't care. They must care, but somewhere. They must, they must. As long as I mean, the thing is, as long as you're not going to hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they care, but I do. I know what you mean because I do sometimes when I go for a massage. I do think I do lie there sometimes thinking cause they put things over your eyes sometimes and yeah. dim the lights and lock the door. You, know, you could just kill me now. <laughs> yeah. Once I went for a massage in uh, Telspar and it was a hot and cold stone massage. It was a man, middle-aged man, gave it to me, and he said, um, "I said." Uh, he said I get to take my pants off, and, said, and he didn't give me any um, little paper pants or anything. <laughs> he said, just the towel's fine. And he did get me quite relaxed, but then he touched my penis twice during the mass. On purpose? Or did it just sort of brush Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's so big, it could have been an accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He might think I'm not expecting it to be... <laughs> That's the thing! <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be down there, but I think you wouldn't do it twice. It'd be the second to be once. The second time wasn't a mistake. No (laughs) way. No way. I I mean, I think women probably have to go through these things slightly more than men, so they get they're more accustomed. You know, because women have things like waxes and stuff like that. Actually, I (laughs) (laughs) this has happened to me twice now, where I've had a bikini wax. Oh, well, once was when I was having a bikini wax and the girl who was giving me the wax went, do I know you? <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> Can we talk about it afterwards? And then this happened to me last week. <laughs> I was having a mole checked down there 
And the doctor said to me, were you on eight out of ten cats last week? <laughs> <laughs> Not now. And then he made me feel really uncomfortable because yeah. he said, um, he, went, he, went, he went, you've got to be funny to be on eight out of ten cats. And I was like, just get on with the check. <laughs> and, he was, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And he, he went, no pressure. <laughs> I was like, Oh no! Sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to do material now. So I'm not very funny when we're talking about skin cancer, mate. But um, it'd be good anyway. if he got you know you've got him laughing, and then he said, "Yeah, yeah, it is." <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that isn't what happened. So uh, it's. Oh dear! What did I? Why I, am I talking about that? I'll ask you some rude. I can't find this one, but if you, um, if you're in a human centipede and you're in the middle, <laughs> and you can choose the people at either end of you, you're the middle one in the human centipede. Who would you have in front and behind you? Oh! I don't ask everyone this, Jessica. No. This is you're a very special person to get. This. Oh, do I have to? No, you don't have to do anything. Um, so, in, with a human centipede, yeah, it's, it's I'm very someone, happy to discuss what yeah, it is with you. Is someone I've, I haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it either. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> so, someone, uh, some they, they sew, they, they sew, yeah, your so the person in the front has their bum stowed to your mouth, and oh, you right. have your bum sewed to the mouth of someone behind you. It's in a way, it's just asking. Who would you like to eat the shit of and who would you like to shit in the mouth of is, is with the combined shit of you and the shit of the person that you have I am not joking. Yeah. That has just broken my dream. <laughs> and it was, oh my God, this is so weird. Yeah. I had a dream last night that S- Sasha Baron Cohen was making me eat shit. Wow. <laughs> Someone's got above themselves thinking that... I didn't mind because it was Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> so uh, him. Sasha Baron, you beat Sasha clearly. Fucking and then hell. no, I can't. I don't make me answer the rest. Okay, you don't of have that. to answer. You don't have to answer anything. You I can't. feel like I've already said too much. Okay. I'll ask you this question. I could never be in uh, like a an interrogation situation. I'd tell them everything immediately. <laughs> um, okay. How about we're going to have to stop? So I'm having a really nice time, but we're uh, we're we're going to have to. Uh, uh, have you ever seen anything truly unexpected in a bagging area? That's <laughs> 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 so nice. Um... <laughs> it's a hard one to answer. There isn't. I can't. I mean, I can't top the question. That's the problem. There isn't. All right. How about this? Is it just me, or is the aftertaste to a Pringles crisp just a little bit claggy? <laughs> I don't you know, like it. Pringles aren't actually crisp, aren't they? No, technically. They, well, they're sort of just reconstituted they're not dust. To cri- they can't be called crisps right. anymore because they're just Pringles. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a crisp because it's not got enough potato in it. Right. I don't like them. 
I don't mind them. I Did you see Jeremy I Corbyn eating the, eating the Pringles? Uh, no, I didn't. Because he'll just do anything, right? Because he's, <laughs> he's just a lad. <laughs> someone went, Jeremy, have some Pringles. He went, all right. <laughs> just ate them. And I was like, I'm definitely voting for you. Yeah, Pringle-eating legend. I saw him failing to do a high five and touching someone's breast that instead. was the best moment of the entire <laughs> that's, election. That's why I'm that voting for him from what now. what it was all about. Guess <laughs> that. Yeah, he does a lot of failed high... He did another one, didn't he, out yeah. of the car as well. <laughs> sort yeah. of, he turned it into a wave, like... <laughs> well he's extraordinary it's an extraordinary it's been an extraordinary week and I've been forced on Twitter to eat my words quite a lot about, about people who've been saving old tweets up <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah good uh, well look we, can, we might have to um, stop quite soon What's com- okay. what have you got coming up apart from this human being Is there, are, you, are you working on have you worked on anything recently I mean, the human being will stop work for a little while, is my guess. Yeah. But uh, is there stuff in the in the pipeline? Yeah. Work wise? yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm yeah. I'm, uh, well, as your thing, I've shot a couple of pi- yeah, other don't, pilots. Yeah. Uh, don't book any time off with my thing. I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm writing some other stuff. There's. There's no more. I don't. There's no more drift. Is there not? I, I, I have to say, I really do think it's a fantastic series. That's Me very and my kind wife love you. it a lot, even before I met you. <laughs> and now I've met you, I have to say it, but we, we, we religiously watched it. Oh, thank you. And we believe that your <laughs> wee turns into wine. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about religiously, but it didn't work. <laughs> Let's cut that out. Uh, so, <laughs> make me look funny. Uh, but no, why, why, why didn't, is there definitely not going to be more? Just because you've. Uh, well, cause, just because. Um, you know, the people at Channel 4 said... I mean, I probably shouldn't be... I don't know, should I talk about this? Who cares? Um, <laughs> they just said that they couldn't make a decision about it until 2019. Right. And I just think that I haven't got that amount of time to wait yeah, around. Not with the old uh, mole there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not with... You're going to feel so bad that happens. The doctor said, he rang me up and said, because I was joking around so much, I couldn't tell her at the time, can you just slip this in at the end of the podcast? Oh, my God. Well, thanks for that. No, this is actually a good way to get bad news (laughs) during the recording of a podcast. Um... Yeah, so you heard it here well, first. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm sorry to hear that there won't be any more drifting. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, I would, I would like to do some more, but it's, it's very, uh, it's very turbulent at Channel Four at the moment, apparently. <laughs> and um, and uh, so I'm doing, so I'm working on some new stuff. Great. Got a new writing partner. Oh, okay. And that's fun. So, so I only have to do a bit of work now. <laughs> and um, and she's great. So we've got kind of a couple of things hopefully happening great. soon. And uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, that, uh, yeah, I'm just writing stuff and hoping it'll get made. You know what yeah, it's like. I do. <laughs> and I haven't, re- yes, there isn't really anything major. I think I might be filming David O'Doherty's pilot next week. Oh, lovely. That's nice. Yeah, yeah that sounds like fun. Um, Jennifer Saunders is in that as well. Yeah. And, but they're just trying to work out whether that'll, uh, what they, that'll, do. that'll get in the way. They can film around that. 
Just have to stand behind the counter. Yeah, I know. Just hold a hold a folder or to stand behind some plants. Yeah. That's what I said. But yeah, um, yeah. So we'll, I don't know. We'll see. I wish I had more to tell you. No, it's it's all well. I'm I'm, I'm you, drift. You did four series of drifters, which is you know is like an amazing achievement. Yeah. Given how rubbish it is, no, it is. No, it's. it's, it's I really love. It. I think it's just because it's so filthy and funny, and it's you know. Yeah. I think, but it's the same thing again. Is it's like you know you don't see that very often with like three. There'll be like one woman in a, in something and blah blah blah. But yeah, like three, and it's about being a woman. Spam, yeah. yeah, I mean this was this was just supposed to be silly, pure silliness. It yeah. was never going to change the world, <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> and, no, it was. I mean, it was really fun to do. I'm not. I kind of feel very conflicted about drifters. So I kind of. I'm, I am very proud of it on the one hand. On the other hand, I'm very aware that it's not like a masterpiece and it's, it's kind I of, no. you know... It's... I watch Adam Sandler films, so anything <laughs> compared to that. But it's with, no it, the cobbler. But it's, it's, it's knockabout and it's bawdy, and, but that's what I know. I think yeah. all those things, are, those things are good. That's what comedy's about. It's about whether it's... You not know. anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like comedy's getting less silly. Sometimes, but there's still great... Th- I mean, I really love Greg Davies' uh, yeah, Man Down, which is a similar yeah. area, I think, as well. You know, it's just... It's silly. But I think... I actually think Drifters has got, like, a lot more to it. I really like... I think it's very good. I'm very disappointed to hear that you're not doing any more, and I'm just... I'm going to kickstart you to do six more. <laughs> that only well, I will watch. 20, I mean, maybe in 2019, <laughs> if they make their mind up, and I'm... I will have a two-year-old child. And, <laughs> I don't... I just can't see how I'm going to be able to write about that period of my life anymore because i'll be beyond it it hasn't stopped me <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't stopped me just carrying on being the same as i was when i was 24 um anyway look we'll, we might have to uh call it a day there but with that terrible with the double whammy really of the news. cancer and uh and no more drifters <laughs> Oh, God, how are um, we going to bring them back? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all been fine. Um, it's really lovely to talk to you, and I hope I will get to work with you again, because I think you're a fantastic uh, comedian and actor. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Nabbit. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Rich Jones' Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rich Terring, and my guest, Jessica Nabbit. Uh, the music, as always, is by Pess. Uh, lots of people to thank. The, everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre, of course. Everyone at Go Faster Stripe, of course. All the crew who record this, especially George, who's an increasingly less incompetent sound man, but still quite incompetent. And Kinga and Vince, I'd like to thank this week as well. It is produced this week by Ash Caffrey, and it is a sky potato. GoFasterStripe.com and uh, Fuzz Production, though. Ben's not here, so I don't know why I'm promoting his shitty company. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, it's we, we are very professional here, as you can tell. Uh, if you want to find out about future gigs and future Rahelastapas and Rahef and Ofrigam50, go to richtang.com slash gigs and you can see all the upcoming gigs there. Or go to lessquaretheatre.com and you can buy tickets to the Leicester Square Theatre uh, gigs, which are on Mondays throughout July. Thanks for listening. Go away. Goodbye. <laughs>